All right, welcome to the Peeps Creek, the cafe where you can order your favorite drink, sit at our table, and listen to some slightly intense but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast where you can drink, listen, and converse. Today in the cafe, I am joined by my fraternity brother. Monty Guns. Monty Guns from where? I am from Hampton, Virginia. All right, and what are we drinking on today, Monty? Let's pull out that bottle of Hennessy. This is a (laughs) hitty toddy. That is a hot toddy with Hennessy instead of bourbon. So, remember, if you are over the age of 21, you can also grab you a drink. Or if you're not over the age of 21, you can bring you some water, some tea, some coffee, or maybe some apple juice. Even some (laughs) hot cocoa. All right, let's get into the conversation. So, what's on the menu today at Peeps Creek? Hot stuff coming up. All right, so on the menu today is Divorce in 2019 and Engaging with 2020. Mm. That's a powerful title. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. So, <clears throat> if you don't know, today is December the 31st. So, that is the last day of the decade. Now, technically, there's currently a debate going on whether or not the decade actually is ending or not. But I subscribe to the view that it is. So, I am going to say that this is the last day of the decade. And we are venturing into a new decade, a new year. And every time there's a new year, we always have these New Year's resolutions. So, Monty, first and foremost, do you have a New Year's resolution? I do. I do. All right. Um, and what is that? <laughs> okay, so I'm uh, I'm mixed. I'm black and Hispanic, uh, yet I speak no Espanol. So my New Year's resolution would be to um, pick up Spanish. And, and why did you decide to do that? Why is that important? I feel like we need to, you know, uh, communicate every way possible um i'd also like to learn sign language i think that'd be great to know to learn um yeah communication key. communication key. so my son is also um african-american and hispanic he can read spanish very well he can understand it very well however i am uncertain as to whether or not he can actually speak it because he refused to ever speak it gotcha and he says that he does not want to speak because he doesn't need to but I'm going to put you in touch with him and maybe you can have a conversation with him to try to enlighten him as to why it's important for him to understand his heritage heritage in the sense of actually speaking the language. Yeah, um, I actually think he'd have a better chance of learning it um, a lot faster and becoming a lot fluent in it because of his age. Exactly. So. Yeah. And his 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 abuela. She primarily only speaks Spanish, so yeah, it works. All right, so let me tell you how I came up with this topic. So I saw a post on Facebook. Okay. I'm going to read the post because it's important. Sure. Um, for context of this discussion. All right, and then we're going to come back to it. But basically what it is is this. Individuals are posting their picture, and they're asking people to copy and paste the same thing. And what it says is, I am divorcing my past, 2019. Mm. divorcing my pain, divorcing my doubt, 
divorcing my setbacks, divorcing negative people, and divorcing lack. Yeah, divorcing lack, divorcing grief, divorcing my struggle. It's over, and I am done with it. The judge gave me full custody of my destiny, full custody of my calling, full custody of my life. Divorce yourself from your past so that your future can be released. Amen is what it says. And then it says, I am now engaged to my bright future 2020 vision. So that's how I came okay. <laughs> with this topic. So divorce in 2019 and engaging with 2020. So before we go into the meats and guts of that particular conversation, I figure we'll start off with some little icebreakers. Sure. Um, all right. So tell me from 2019, what's your favorite song? Song. Um, I can give you an artist off the top of the head. Um, it's quite a few. I'll go with Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. Is yeah. there a particular song or no? Not a particular song. And why Chance the Rapper? Um, a vibe. He's an energy. Right. I can uh, kind of see myself projected in him. So I feel like it's easy to relate and understand what he's, you know, rapping and singing about. All right. So um, for me, I don't necessarily have a favorite song, but I did do the Apple replay gotcha. um, <laughs> playlist thing. Yeah. And from 2019, it said that I listened to 67 different artists. Um, and my number one artist I listened to was Patti LaBelle. So <laughs> everyone knows I love <laughs> Patti LaBelle. So I told my son, my son showed me his and then I showed him mine. He was like, yeah, I already knew it was gonna be Patti LaBelle. <laughs> um, and then I think my next artist after that is um, Buju Bantan. Okay. And then the next artist is, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think it's Buika or Buika, B-U-I-K-A. Got it. So let's move on to another one. Your favorite movie from 2019? Um, definitely um, Queen and Slim. Didn't that just come out like a yes. week ago? Yes. That already come. It is the end of the year. Yeah. And and I I mean, hands down, that would have to be the best one that I've seen. I feel like the, the overall projection was poetry. So it was very easy to watch. It was, it was very empowering and impactful. It was definitely moments there that, um, you know, just being a black person it is definitely moments there that are going to hit you a little different but it was poetry to watch it was very real okay so for me i would definitely have to either say endgame okay or it's a netflix movie i don't know why but i thought it was funny i thought it was good and it was based off a true life a real life story dolomite is my name Okay. With Eddie Murphy, you haven't seen that mm -hmm. one? Check it out on Netflix. Sure. It's pretty good. All right. So, but this is the end of the decade. Did you know you're a Harry Potter fan? Um, I've seen him. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I've seen all of them. I've never read the books. I tried to, but <laughs> Snorfest. Um, <laughs> Some things look like the Bible. They are long. <laughs> and the, the early ones are super long. And I guess, I don't know, it was too long for me. <laughs> but. This is the decade of the last two Harry Potter movies. Oh, okay. So, um, Harry Potter, The Deathly Hallows, part one was released in 2010, okay. which was the start of this decade. Mm. And the last movie, part two, was released 2011. So, we went eight years without any other Harry Potter movie. Oh, Although wow. it was that other one, like gotcha. the, I don't know what it was, the one I'm trying to start off like when he was young, one of the people, okay. his father. Yeah, but I don't know when that was released, but that don't count. All right. 2019, what was your favorite non-alcoholic drink? Water. Water. Yeah. Okay. Always. Always. And always. why is that? 
because we need it. <laughs> All right. So I would say water as well. I think I drink more water than anything. Yeah. Um, all right. So what is your favorite alcoholic drink? Um, I like dark liquor. Um, Any I mean, dark liquor? I'm looking down now and I see this Kraken bottle. I love Kraken. It's dark. It's rum. You like that rum? I love it. I bought this rum, right? You t- <laughs> I hate this fucking rum. I love rum. it. I cannot drink it. I tried <laughs> to mix it with God knows what You else. don't mix it. Just drink that shit. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-mm, not good. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's a huge-ass bottle, as yeah, you Yeah, that's say. been my drink since I crossed. Are 20, you serious? Yeah, 2014. Kraken. Unleash the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, mine is definitely Bullet Bourbon. Gotcha. Um... They're not really sponsoring me, so I really shouldn't say their name. But if you're out there listening, Bullet, I would love to get a sponsorship. I would promote the hell out of your bourbon, okay? <laughs> Happiest moment in 2019. This one's kind of dated back because um, this has been my third year that I've worked for myself. So okay. I, I think after making it over that two-year hump and going into the third year of working for myself, is that's probably been my... You know, most so exciting. just for the listeners, so we can make sure that we're clear, because uh, he, he didn't follow direction. He went back to 2016, 17, 16. 17, 16. <laughs> I said this year. So basically, what just I that understand, overall accomplishment of it. Yeah. And 2019, the happiest moment is the fact that you're still employed by for your self. for yeah. yourself, and you're doing good for yourself. Yeah. And you have um, crossed that hump of like, damn, what did I? Why right. did I do this? Right. Yeah. Right. Congratulations, bro. Well, thank you. Yeah. What would be... Oh, I guess I should ask myself that. My yeah. happiest moment in 2019 um, would be me taking control of my son's schooling and homeschooling. Nice. So, that would be my happiest moment. I was, I was actually homeschooled up until the second grade. Were you? Yeah. Did you... Do you remember? Like Not, not much. Uh, <laughs> your lowest moment of 2019 and for those of you listening if you hear that little bubble sound in the back we are also partaking in hookah um at the cafe today and we are smoking um apple mint yes. flavor it's very good. good yeah all right lowest moment um lowest moment so um my parents are actually uh foster parents for the city um that we live in and um we actually had uh two children that they were trying to split within the state um i guess the age difference and also uh, one female one male um so we got them and we had them for going on two years and out of nowhere the aunt comes and you know she gets everything she needs to do to the biological uh, yes yes um of one of the of children. one of the children right um so I, I guess legally, you know, everything was done correctly, and my parents are just temporary placements. Right. Um, because so they were not uh, in the process of adopting. Of adopting, correct. Um, and I think, again, because the state was trying to split them, and in the same matter, like the mom was also trying to get them back. So my parents were probably the best placement for them because my parents didn't want to split them. But. And when you say them, so I'm assuming the two children yes. were biologically connected. Yes, kind of their same family. mother. So they're brother and sister or sisters or what? Brother and sister. Brother and sister. Right. How, how old were they again? Um, we got bail maybe seven months and uh, Johnny just turned three. And how long you all had them? Going on two years. Finishing uh-huh. out this year, probably going to February would have been two complete years. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. 
The lowest point for me, I think, for 2019 was that I lost the individual who I um, called my father. So, um, and I did not go to the funeral. Um, and he and I had some moments and actually years where we kind of didn't talk the way we used to because there were some problems. Um, and I never... I never had the opportunity to address them. So the lowest mo moment was losing that person who never had to be in my life, but chose to be in my life. Because, mm. you know, it wasn't like, and I'll make this very quick, but it wasn't like he and my mom was married gotcha. when I was born. It was my oldest brother's father. And when I was born, he was pretty much out of the picture. But he will always come and do what he needs to do for my oldest brother. Um, and literally he always made me feel as if i was his son and never made me feel left out right so anyway that was my lowest point losing that individual and not being able to actually have the conversation that needed to be had gotcha. so yeah all right so let's move to the main meat of the conversation so monty yeah what are you divorcing in 2019 well when you kind of brought up the topic um I immediately went to thinking again, like divorcing, you know, the, the word divorce is uh, like a legal agreement or or separation more so after the agreement. Um, so when asked that question, I was thinking first, did you marry whatever it is that you are divorcing? Um, mm. I do understand the energy. I, you, you just try to be like all philosophical. <laughs> shit. No, I seriously. mean, why are you just, just uh, because, go with Because when I did flow. hear divorce, I thought of a relationship. And not to say you can't have a relationship with yourself, but before you divorce yourself, did you marry yourself? Were you truly committed to whatever it is that you're now divorcing and getting separated from? You but, know? I, I, I agree, but you, if you can see, <laughs> when you, I'm a lawyer, so now gotcha. you, you're about to make me move yeah, forward yeah, yeah. and keep the conversation going. <laughs> Differently than what the topic is, okay. but the reality is, is that that that's true. Yeah. But a lot of people marry and get into committed relationships yeah. with individuals with whom they don't know enough to actually marry, and so you go and you rush into a relationship, you rush into a marriage, mm. and you end up rushing to the courthouse for a divorce. Gotcha. Um. So, but but. I thought you were watching something earlier right, on right. that um, that whole thing. I was thing. on the Breakfast Club actually this morning, and um, I forgot that they're not doing a sponsorship <laughs> either, people. But Breakfast Club, if you <laughs> listen, <laughs> man, <laughs> and you you better stop doing all this free advertisement for all these places that have a whole lot of listeners and viewers <laughs> and money coming in. But go ahead. Um, the gentleman on the show was um, speaking on marriage and you know relationships and divorce and things of that nature and he stated how um you know the blacks are uh whether it be black men black women um the black community itself we are the number one spinners and we're also the number one um leads in divorce and we don't own anything um so, that was so we go through these divorces and we're like, fighting for we're nothing. fighting for nothing because yeah, there's yeah. really nothing truly to, to divide fight, right Correct. So and, and and you were saying something earlier, not to to uh, something about 50, 50, 100. And right, right, absolutely. A lot of people think you go into these relationships 50, 50, but it's absolutely a hundred and a hundred. And so even going back to the divorce, which um, it's unfortunate because you know um, 
if we are speaking on marriage or a relationship, people can, you know, come together. Um, but we all change. We're like um, the seasons, you know. Um, it can be for good. It can be for bad. Um, but I do think we experience growth over the years and as time goes. So to completely divorce, you know, your past, this is just weird because that's your transition. That's your growth. So you would never want to, you know, remove it or... Uh, divorce it i think you'd want to cherish it you'd want to understand what you learned from it um but but okay yeah but can you do that and and still do that in a divorce sure. because um, like if i divorce someone right i'm yeah. i'm no longer married to that person sure and I'm, I'm no longer committed to that person right. but that doesn't mean that the experiences good or bad or the memories good or bad leave and right. so even as I transition to something new, there are things about that relationship that, hell, I don't want to see in another person. Or there are things in that relationship that I want the other person to actually bring or have available. No, I feel that. I absolutely do. Um, but I'm going to just take it back to, like, you know, I'll say uh, my parents' parents. Um, I'm almost certain that they, let's say, hated each other. Um, but they didn't get a divorce, you know, so they did grow with the person that they married. Um, and I think that we should choose to do the same just within that um, concept. I think nowadays it's too easy to get divorced. It's really easy to get married. It seems like it's easier to get divorced. So, you know, I think, again, going into the. So you want me to wake up next to somebody who I don't fucking like? Nah, just don't jump right into it. Um, marry yourself first. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of where I'm at with this. So before divorcing all of these bad habits of self, marry yourself. Understand what you do wrong and what you do right and, you know, your dislikes and what you do like. But, um, yeah. <laughs> now that you went on that long segue yeah. to nothingness, so no, I'm just playing. Somebody with you. followed me. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, let's go back to the question. Mm -hmm. Now, given your philosophical difference, yeah. we got that, but we you also know what the, the subject means. So Absolutely. in twenty nineteen, what is it that you're divorcing? Um if anything. Sure. Um so one thing that I would definitely want to get rid of, um, throughout my college years even, um, tobacco has been something that will pop up. Um, whether it be periodically um, at a party after, you know, a couple of drinks, um, whether it be a black or cigarettes, I want to absolutely divorce tobacco. Um, I, it's disgusting to me that, it, you know, we read the label and I'm a vegetarian. So, you know, even going back to uh, non-GMO and things of that nature, like we'll read this stuff, but we still put it in our bodies. A vegetarian people who periodically will eat fish. Every now shrimp. and again. But hey, going back to but the we shrimp. Just, we just had this whole conversation That was weird for night. me yesterday. That was so weird for me. And, and by the way, I've been a vegetarian for 12 years and I've only did seafood three out of those 12 years. So you, you don't have to prove to me because I don't care what no, you eat. We're, we're just going to let you know, you know, <laughs> but again, going back to those shrimp tacos, I couldn't do it. It tastes too muscly for me. I couldn't do it. OK, but that's not on the topic. Let's All go right. back to the topic. So you want to get rid of tobacco, including um, the, the. So does that include marijuana? No. Oh, no. You can't give that up. Nah, never. That's the lead in my um, <laughs> vegetarianism. <laughs> Okay, well, That's I'm gonna pray for We're gonna pray for Okay, so you're divorcing that in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Well, 20, going into, well, yeah. Go, yeah, for, yeah. yeah. This is the last day. At least so I want to, you know? You, 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 you can write yourself a, a letter today when we're done with this podcast. I leave you tobacco in 2019. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I think I'll write it while smoking a J. There you go. Do whatever you gotta do. Just Found don't smoke new. it in here. <laughs> we don't smoke at the cafe. All right. Um, for me, 
I think what I'm divorcing in 2019 is self-deprecation. Elaborate for me. Anyone who knows me is not a lot of people because I'm very private. But anyone who knows me, I have this thing, this self-esteem issue um, that I am finally realizing that I'm a, I'm okay. Like, <laughs> I can love myself, what I look like, how I look, um, and still be the baddest motherfucker in the room. And I need to start recognizing my own self-worth. Um, and I don't do that enough. Okay. Um, and so, like, you know, I, I have this whole thing. I'm always working out. I love to work out, A, because mentally it, it gets me where I need to be. Um, but I also just think it's a healthy thing. But, you know, if I walk past a mirror, I'm like, mm, got a lot of shit to work on. And gotcha. so I'm always trying to fix something that other people don't even see. Does right. that make sense? You no, know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I do think a little of that stems from social media. Um, I do feel like, you know, we see a lot. Um, that we don't really see. So we're just seeing it just because it is shared with us, but we're not um, experiencing that ourselves. So what we tend to do is a lot of self-comparison and we don't even know it. True. So like subconscious, like unconscious bias. Like we, you have these biases against groups of individuals because of whatever reason you don't even know it. Right. And oftentimes you would be the first one to be like, nah, I'm not racist or no, I don't care about gays or straights or whatever. And you'd be the first one subconsciously, right? Who has I mean, yet. hey, even if someone posts on their um, social media and they, you know, they post their keys in their house, and it's like, hey, new house, you know, we automatically, go, wow, why don't I have that yet? You know, what am, what did I not do right exactly? Yeah, you know, yeah. So, but you know, it's, uh, yeah, I agree with that. So that's that's what I'm divorcing. Um, and the other thing that I'm divorcing is fake ass people. Okay. <laughs> now. How do you find those, though? How do you determine? I'm going to determine it. I've came up with my own formula. Okay. And here's my formula. Okay. So if I take initiative to try to reach out to you, communicate with you, hang out with you, um, try to check on you, see how you're doing, and I get nothing in return, not even uh, like it's okay or I'm doing okay or maybe another day like you know especially when you send like DMs you can see people reading your messages or okay. if they got you read social media on or if they got you read on iMessage and you see they read it gotcha. they, they read it and there's like no response or they respond three weeks later I'm not saying that you have to immediately respond right. but you have to have some kind of decency and respect for an individual with whom you claim is your friend sure to to respond and so i've already begun the process of purging like i've unfollowed folks like if you ain't following me and we've been communicating and i know that sounds weird no i got you but i'm giving you energy when i'm posting or i'm i'm going through your stories or i'm going through your liking your pictures that's energy that i'm giving to you that i can give to someone who's also giving me that same energy in return so i have two um i guess questions one's the question um and this could be a little personal but have you ever been been depressed before last year i um actually wrote on my social media that 
I realized that I was in a state of depression. Okay, so um, that's just kind of me picking up on the, um, you know, hitting someone up and they don't respond back immediately or within more so a time frame that's comfortable for you. And I'm only saying that again, because if you have been depressed, you know that it is a very selfish moment for self, for that person. So anything coming to that person that doesn't directly involve them, they won't perceive it. Um, and again, because they are depressed, they're in the dark. So they're not getting that same message from their good friend. They're just hearing a hello or hey, you know, so they're in the dark. So, I mean, that's my. Um, so are you saying that the other person could be depressed? And so my oh, yeah. message is I get that again, going back to social media. And that was my second thing. Um, social media we only put the best of you know we'll do the depression thing or hey i've been in a you know we'll do that when we do feel it's necessary to share at a mass um and that's kind of an excuse for us to just really not deal with it but hey we put it out there so those that do care they'll contact me back um but again it's social media you know what i'm saying so uh, and then again when when you say you were doing your purge my question with that was um did you unfollow any celebrities or do you still follow celebrities? I unfollow some celebrities okay. because I felt like their energy is not something that's needed for me at the moment. Absolutely. So now I will say that I also have some celebrities who took the time and decency to follow me back. Okay. Yes. So the answer is yes. Gotcha. Why? Why did you ask that question? Um, Because you did say that anybody that wasn't following you back. I know. I knew and I knew that wouldn't be the we, thing, but, but yes. But yeah, we tend to get on social media and we'll follow our favorite celebrity. And again, our celebrity doesn't know who we are, you right. know? And then we'll have friends or people that we do associate with or at least know. Um, and it's like, oh, you don't have enough likes or you're not worth my follow, you know? Oh, yeah. But I don't really care about that. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I, I will post a post and you can like it or you not like it. It's a, it's a bit frustrating to me. Um, my account isn't private. So I when I do share, I share with the world. So I'm almost expecting everyone to see it. Um, but when I do have, let's say, those friends or those, Kylie <laughs> I mean, shit. <laughs> if I if I hashtag Kylie Jenner, just about everybody that's seen her, well, yeah, we'll see that picture. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's very frustrating because again, I, I you'll have someone bring up a conversation. Oh my god, like uh, I loved your pictures. You know, like they'll talk about something you posted, but they didn't express it when you posted it. So it's a very mixed emotion you know okay so i'm gonna push back with that sure. a little bit because i feel like doesn't that go against your whole thing when you're saying social media like we're comparing i like it's a comparison in the sense of you're validating something that i'm putting out there and so why do you need that validation because people can view the picture people can then send other people look this right. guy just posted a nice right. picture. Right. He takes good pictures or blah, blah, blah. They would send them to you. Right. But they don't necessarily have to like it. Or maybe it's accidentally that they don't. So why do you need that like? I'm just going to use the term validation because to me, that's what it is. Okay. But why do you need that validation? So like? um, for me, it's definitely not about the like at all. Um, I think the point that I'm making is the, the fact that you will have someone follow your life. Um, and they would speak on it as if they do know you or they do, you know, oh, hey, I seen such and such. But I know I didn't share this information with them. And so by them not at least liking the photo, how did you, you know, how did you come up with this? Yeah. So then it becomes a sort of like, oh, you're just kind of watching me, you know? 
going back to the celebrity just nosy yeah going back to the in celebrity. my business for no reason it, it definitely has you feeling a celebrity status because it's like okay again i take the time i like photos i comment you know that's what social media is for i got a lot of friends that and i'm using the term friend very loosely um but there's people that i want to elementary school with when I was in Maryland mm -hmm. and then I moved to Virginia so when moving to Virginia that's when social media became a thing so I went ahead and followed everybody in my elementary school yearbook just to catch up and see how they're doing so these selective genuine few I know that I when I mentioned it's like oh my god your mom looks amazing still like oh wow look at your little sister she's so big we're actually able to communicate off of the relationship that we had you know prior um but then there's a lot of people that I've met you know, and I think they uh, find themselves a little bit of a elitism because they have been beside me physically. But then going back to the social media, they have such a ghost presence, you know? Yeah. So it's just a very weird I, I, situation. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess I would sum it up like this and then we'll move on. For instance, someone will call you, right? Okay. And maybe you won't do this, but I do it all the time. Someone will call me, I'll hit the do not disturb or I'll hit the... My, my phone and, is actually on do not disturb okay. and it has been for this entire week okay great so but i will hit the end button and sure. then i'll send a text message hey what's up right but the reality you to respond <laughs> well it's not that it's just that i am more comfortable with texting yeah because you, you want to know what, what what's going on versus a surprise i don't like surprises either well it's not that i just don't like having conversations by the phone Okay. So I can have a whole long ass conversation by text messages because that's just the method and manner in which I like to communicate with people gotcha. recently. Gotcha. And so when folks call and I send them to voicemail because I don't, most people know I don't like talking to them. Now, gotcha. um, I say that to say, going back to your situation, maybe those individuals take more solace in the fact that they're giving you their attention, their energy in person. And so therefore you should recognize that they have more of, uh, I don't know, they want you to win or they want you to know that they are supporting or rallying or cheerleading behind you. And they're not just these farce friends that you have through social media. As far as social media goes, I've always been a, like a, a guru in it. I, I love social media. I'm, I'm a, a guru. I mean, hey, I'm a I'm photographer and I take nice pictures. taking classes. 1-800-Monte-Guns yeah. and he'll show you how to navigate through social media. Yeah, social media guru. <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, but again, I've always... Been, and I, <laughs> I mean, hey, call me Kim K if you want. But again, I love her attitude. Kim K thinks the very highly of her. She's not going to allow someone else's opinion to, in a sense, you know, partake how she sees herself. Um, Kim K is one that puts herself out there and she definitely has that scale of she'll have more followers than she's following. Okay. There's some people that are just like that. They're entertainers. They're artists. They're, I do categorize myself as that. Um, going back to what you said as far as support, if that friend would like to just have a uh, personal relationship with me in person that's fine um but then i would need them to know that um as far as social media the way that i view my social media is i am a kim k <laughs> so with that being said it's not going to be a validation no. of oh hey i know you you know so you have to follow me back on social media um a lot of the people i do associate with um and again you are who you keep you are your company that you keep um, but whether it's just the experience that I'm going in and, you know, they're not, or if they have children, I don't, you know, those things, you do have to consider it them 
considerate those in your life. And I think that's where, again, going back to the whole like friend thing and friend on social media. I am looking for the support on social media, the likes, the reposts. That, that's what we're using this for. Again, I do have those friends that I went to elementary school with and we do have a social media relationship where we're keeping up with our relationship. But then outside of those people, I am looking for the validated, you know, uh, double tap, the reshare, the hey, go check out this photographer here. You know, I am looking for that. All right. We're going to move on. All right. So you're divorcing that in 2019. Are you divorcing any pain for 2019? Um, I'm going to just share this. I don't I'm, I don't know if this answers the question, but um, I was getting a tattoo this year and the tattoo artist said, and I can't I don't know if I'm quoting it right but it, it pain has no pain or pain doesn't hurt it was something along those lines okay so um i guess to answer that question i'm gonna say no because i mean if it, pain has no pain so it's, it was kind of a lesson within itself all right what about divorcing doubt are you doubting yourself are you doubting the situation is there anything that you are doubting that you would like to divorce and leave in 2019 i don't think so um i think for me happiness what are you doubting? And I'm divorcing the doubt of me being able to have happiness, all inclusive happiness. Okay. Um, so I am a single father, so I'm happy with my relationship with my son. I'm happy that I am able to maintain my household. I'm happy that I'm able to be a role model to him and to hear him say it without me just forcing myself to think I am, but to hear him say it, I'm happy to be a role model for his brother who is not my child. Um, but I'm happy that those individuals think enough of me that they can see something in me to be like and to be better than. Okay. Gotcha. The one avenue of happiness that I haven't truly experienced, I think, is love. Like, I have not financed or, um, captured or i don't know just like experienced truthfully i got so, you yeah, yeah. just a little pushback <laughs> you can push back all day long um <laughs> but uh again when you say love like is it are you are you being picky with with whom i guess the love no nah, i don't think so i think I, I i don't i don't think i'm picky with that no I, I, but uh, no not not even like a um like a relationship or a spouse more so i'm not saying love within a spouse but like one could love their dog. One could love, not nothing that's a house or, you know, an object, but of another being, you know, your son. I said that already. Right, that's the first right, person. Right. So, like, my, my thing is, like, again, you're looking for love, but it's, are you being picky with, with whom? Maybe. I feel like I love that I'm doing what I love to do. Gotcha. I love that I am a father. Right. I love that I have a son with whom I have a great relationship. I love the fact that my son can come and talk to me about anything and vice versa. I can go and talk to him about anything and we be truthful about each other. And even if we disagree, we walk away from that in love right. with each other still. Right. I love the fact, I, it's all to my son. I, I, I get I, it, I but really love, as I, I love the it, fact it's, that, it's beautiful. But I love the fact that every text message that we are conversations with each other. We make sure that at the end of the completion of that text message, that we always say, I, I love, love you, you right. and I love you too. Right. I, I, I love that, but that is a different type of love. Right, and that's what I'm getting at. And I love my dog. I have a pug, right. pug terrier. Okay. okay. I love my dog, okay? 
I used to sleep with my dog all the time, but he sheds a whole lot. And I was in this relationship and the shedding didn't work. And even I had this dog when I was married to Davion's mom. And, <laughs> and she was like, okay, this dog hair is everywhere. You're going to have to decide, sleep in this room with me or sleep in another room. And so, you know, every few couple of days, I would go in the other room and sleep with my dog. I love my dog. That, <laughs> that is love. Right. Okay. But there is a difference of falling in love with someone with whom you can grow with, you can cherish with, who you you feel like you have this uh, other type of cheerleader behind you. Gotcha. And so that is what I'm I'm okay. I'm, I'm I'm doubting that I'm going to find. But I want to leave that doubt in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. I think my argument with that is again, I don't think that you haven't found love. I think it is the whom, because I think that. All the love and everything that you do have, the relationship with your son, you understand what love is. Yeah, no, I get that. So, yeah. I, I mean, I get, I get that. I, yeah. I come home and my dog is the first thing that comes to the door. <laughs> right, and right, he's right. jumping on me. That's unconditional exactly. love. Exactly. Like, so I, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Just a quick fact. The love that we get from our um, animals is like eating chocolate. It does something to the brain. Who told you that? It's um Google it. <laughs> Google it. I want to say I learned it on the um. You must have been reading that in the back of one of your weed packages. No, I think um again I don't want to shout out another person, but Joe Rogan has a nice podcast and he. Oh my god! <laughs> if you shout out another mother, it's really great. All right, moving on. All right, divorce and setbacks. Are there any setbacks that you are divorcing in 2019? Um, no. Okay. What about negative people? Yeah, yeah. Why? Um, and because not everybody deserves your energy. And what about are you divorcing negative people in life? Sure, sure. Um, but with kindness, you know. What does that mean? I'm I'm willing to talk, sit with anybody. I'm not much of a uh, an aggressive, a fighter, uh, hard headed. Um, I'm, you know, that's not me at all. So I'm willing to talk with anybody, and I mean, I think just bringing it up to them like what's the issue exactly like you're not my best friend you know what i'm saying why is there an issue just kind of i guess allowing them to hear what is the the problem you know i'm fine for going out for drinks or oh hey i seen you at the beach hey speak yeah sure you know um for me i, I don't know if i'm necessarily divorcing negative people some people may view me as negative so but what i am divorcing is the fact that you know i i love hard i love people hard I just want to stop you real quick. That was really nice that you just said. You said some people may view me as negative, and that is that's solid. I mean, it's important for me no, to recognize no, that same, same. And I, I feel like I wouldn't have thought that until I just heard you say that. Yeah. Well, see, look. Wow. That's why this conversation is good. Yeah. All right. So now I'm gonna segue to one last topic. Okay. But we were having a conversation the other day about you saying that you don't think you will ever propose again. Oh yeah. So I'll start this off with uh, <laughs> for the listeners. Um, my current relationship status is actually uh, complicated. Okay, um, we'll say that. Uh, we will say I did uh, propose to a beautiful young lady. Um, she said yes. Uh, we were and are again going back to complicated engaged. Proposal is something that I feel like again the person giving the ring has accepted who and what they'll do and how they'll be and they've accepted the relation of an engagement because they're the one that's presenting the ring whereas to the one accepting it still needs to have time to actually process what's going on when i say i won't propose again i will never put myself in a that ready 
of a position without being absolutely certain that the other wasn't on board. So you might propose again no, as long as I won't. That- I won't propose again. You'll be proposed to possibly. This, this is possible. This is possible. But you don't think that you would take the initiative to do that. Uh-huh. Are you angry, or is it you um, think that possibly is hurt talking, or? No, I don't. I, I just think it is off of experience. And again, I know what I experienced. So I know it may sound hella loony to other people, but I know how vulnerable and how, um, I mean, I really can't, I, I'm not too much of a religious person, but I know how much of a person that I did, how, how much of that leaf I turned, you know? So to have that acceptance within self and then to project that on someone else, now you're kind of on their time clock so while i was continuing to be for us this person was still accepting you know the engagement and it was still very them so 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 let me make sure i understand what i what i hear and tell me if i'm wrong sure is that you felt like when you proposed you understood that you were ready to commit to this person Yeah, yeah so that this commitment to this person would turn to a commitment to us yeah. and you were doing or responding and moving in this relationship for us, for us where that person was moving for them correct um you know that's interesting i mean my last situation i was in a relationship um and recently n- newly <laughs> out of a relationship i get it we are individuals so you can be you still have to be committed to you just because you are in a committed relationship doesn't mean that you lose who you are and see that but, i think i was doing that but i was doing exactly that but yeah but um yeah so this person was moving only for themselves and not moving for anything related to us gotcha. um when i was doing a lot of us 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 um and so it, it it creates a conflict, right? You you have an internal conflict of what the fuck am I doing? Why the fuck am I doing this? Yep. And what's the end result going yep. to be? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's unfortunate. And do you, do you have any belief that maybe this can be, so, you know, worked out? Um, I believe I stated at the beginning of this uh, <laughs> podcast that communication is key. Um, I've kept the open communication um i still have an open communication i don't feel like i'm being petty or i'm being like i you know after a certain age petty isn't petty no more it's miserable so i do feel like i've like i'm definitely not step back to that step back sure you said after a certain age petty is not petty Mm -hmm. but petty is miserable yeah after a certain age for sure for sure i agree with that for sure That's, that's a strong statement so um yeah, I'm not being miserable or I'm not being petty. It's not the end of the world, you know. Um, and again, talking back with her family, like I, I wanted to make sure that I did reach someone that was a little level-headed and somebody that did go through a divorce and stuff like that. Her mother, you know. Um, and so, you know, we did have a long conversation and we are on the same page with things. And again, that's why it's just I'm kind of giving her her space to be a female and be <laughs> upset and handle well, her emotions okay. the I'm, way that she's okay. going to handle okay. them. Okay, hold up. I'm sure. going to push back a little bit. Sure. Okay. Um, you said I'm going to allow her to be a female yeah. and deal yeah. with her emotions. So, yeah. Something of that nature. Now, sure. why? I mean, because the, the thing is this, like, okay, I'm a firm believer that I believe that males are more emotional than okay. females. I'll agree, sure. And I feel like females tend to have a better understanding of their emotions mm-hmm. and 
can communicate better or more effectively what those emotions are. Okay. And so why do you think her gender has anything to do with her inability to, or her inability or ineffective right. way of dealing with her emotions? So exactly like what you said, the way you said it, um, females do a great job of describing or telling what those emotions are. Um, and, I, and not to say that's just it, but at sometimes that can just be it. Like a female will say, hey, I'm angry and that's it. As a male, um, we'll definitely express that bit, but it may come across in the action. So you at least see, you know, and feel. Um, and then furthermore, we are able to move on. I'm saying, hey, I'm angry, but this is plan A, plan B. Whereas to the female, at least the one that I've dealt with, <laughs> Um, it has very been, hey, I'm angry. I need time to not be angry now. You think is also attributed to her being female. Oh, yeah. I definitely think um, um, sex plays a huge role in the yeah. mind, the way that one thinks. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you tried to communicate this to her, though? Yeah, sure. And did you think it was effective or ineffective or didn't go anywhere or what? Um, again, because of the emotions that she is experiencing, I don't think that she's able to process it. Basically, she can't receive. Right. The love and the emotion that mm -hmm. you're giving her even it, if it was the message the even, message yeah. yeah yeah you know i watch a lot of young love <laughs> that i like to read i listen to her podcast a lot and receiving if a person doesn't cannot receive you mm -hmm. your message your energy your love your emotions your concerns if they can't receive you then they can't be with you okay they can't respect you. Yeah. They can't understand you. Mm. And they definitely can't appreciate you because you have to receive it. Yeah. And I think in my last relationship, that was the problem mm. that there was no reception of what I was given, even though there was the pretending, there's at least I think it was pretending or just an inability to receive it. Mm. And if you can't receive something, it's going to be rejected no matter which angle it's coming from. Okay. Um, and that's not a dig on that person. And that's not a dig on you. It's just that the time, the energy, the space in that moment didn't allow the reception to Absolutely. occur. Again, going back to it being complicated. Um, it's not like I don't want us to be together. I do love this person. Um, and I, this has definitely been somebody that I see a future with. But I do understand timing and space. And I do feel that she is not ready Okay. As far well, as timing. So let me let me ask this. Yeah. Going back to the what's on the menu today: divorce in 2019 mm. and engage in 2020. Ooh. Let me see if I can get you a commitment on this podcast right now. <laughs> okay. Here's what I want you to divorce. I want you to divorce in 2019. That means by 11:59 p.m. Be committed to this thought. What was ineffective in 2019 does not dictate what possibly can be in 2020. Okay, I've received that. Okay, and I want you to engage in 2020 mm -hmm. with the perspective, right, that new and better things are on your horizon. Absolutely. And even if that is things that are in the past, whether this is your fiancé or your ex-fiancé, however you want to identify her as now, maybe that reception is going to be available in 2020. Yeah. And so this concept of I'm never going to propose again, mm. I hope, I pray. Well, I appreciate that. That, um, that your heart receive the fact that you've been able to recognize 
another individual's ability to be part of you is mm-hmm. important. Yeah. And if you give that up, then I think personally you give up the perspective of recognizing, receiving, and being truly in love okay. with someone. I feel that. So I, I'm going to ask you to divorce that concept sure. in 2019 and engage in 2020 and stick with the topic that we have here at Peace Great. All right, so we are going to we are going to end this conversation. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank Monty Guns for participating, stepping yeah. in and been in this conversation today. Thank you. Um you are a a positive individual. I remember when you first crossed in 2014. I, <clears throat> I crossed in 2005. Um, <laughs> Oh, we never told the people. Most people, everyone should already knows on my page, but I am a Sigma. That means that I am a member of the oh-so-awesome, oh-so-great Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Blue. Blue Phi. All right. So, yeah. So, I I saw you in 2014. I thought you were doing great and positive things. We started interacting with each other and communicating, hanging out. Um, and I feel your energy. I like your energy. You get on my damn nerves sometimes. I'm sure I get on yours, vice versa. Um, but, you know, I appreciate you being here, stepping in and having a conversation with Thank us. Thank you here for having me. This is great. Cafe. This is definitely great. Thank you for having it. me. All right. So for those of you out there listening, make sure that you enjoy the rest of your 2019. In fact, you should have already enjoyed your 2019 because by the time this comes out, it will be 20. 20. And so all the music that you heard on the podcast today, actually not all of the music, but the theme music was created by my brother Crazy Dreek out of Detroit, Michigan for Blazing Heat Music. The other music was created by me that you heard where it said, hey, the cafe and all that. That was me. You know, I'm kind of creative when I want to (laughs) be. But... Until we come back again and you hear us again on the podcast, make sure that you drink and listen and converse. Peace and love.